0: Hello and welcome to the Property Developer Secrets podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. And myself, Andy Cook. And we are here on a very special day. So today is Valentine's Day. So the 14th February, uh, I think it's world, worldwide. Anyways, it's in the UK, but the 14th of January, no, 14th of February is uh, obviously Valentine's Day. So we're going to talk about joint ventures. What else could you talk about on Valentine's Day, but a good joint venture? Yeah, so joint venturing in developments and how, I suppose, how to do it and how not to do it. Uh, we'll talk about as well so well, well,
1: well, how to do what and not to uh, do what yeah on
0: Valentine's Day joint ventures <laughs> yeah joint ventures
1: yeah that's a, a dodgy subject we've got can't overstep the mark there let's keep it clean yeah but you know um, any relationship is a joint venture isn't it and yeah. it's the Valentine's Day link but you know in developments there's lots of relationships we have from business partners yeah um, to you know partners in a development um, partners with you know, trades and agents and power team, you know architects, all those kind of things. They're all kind of joint ventures to a certain extent,
0: and they all come with, like you say, pros and cons, don't they? Yeah, and I think, as you said, relationships is a key thing in developments. We say all the time, we talk about being the conductor of the orchestra, and you are basically putting the right people in the right place at the right time. But you've got to get on with those people. You've got to be able to coordinate with those people properly as well. So. Yeah, relationships is a key thing to helping a development become successful. So let's look at that in a minute, but let's talk about joint ventures then. So on the 19th of February, so in five days time, um, it will be exactly 10 years since we sat in a room at the Hilton Hotel with the ambition and drive to buy a plot of land in Northampton, our very first site. I suppose that's where our joint venture started
1: yeah so it all happened pretty quickly you know if you've read lloyd's book or been on any of our training you've probably heard the the story about st james or tandem court in northampton and um yeah we started looking into developments at the very end of 2013 and um you know long story short it got us into that auction room at the start of 2014 on the as you say the 19th of february and um, that was a massive step for us wasn't it and, um, and you know the, the hammer went down eventually it didn't we, we weren't going to get it there's a whole story in the book um, we weren't going to get it someone else got it but then we ended up you know they that actually bought the wrong thing and yeah. it came back to us that day and you know we had a lot of positive time pressure I'd say that um, you know I think that anyone who's looking at offering on sites or doing something new as we've talked about on this podcast there's a lot of things that you're never going to know the answer to And because we had that short time pressure of an auction, it kind of forced us along the process a little bit, didn't it?
0: Yeah. And I think our relationship as business partners started there, um, truly. And I think because we were, had this time pressure and because we had the, well, we had to find 157,000 pounds to start with, which I'd never borrowed that before. And he'd never borrowed that sort of money before. So we were doing this both together, but both fresh as such so we were bouncing off uh, bouncing ideas off each other um, I remember coming around to your house quite a lot sitting around your dining room table just basically making a plan for the next day and say okay well where how are we going to get to the next step what we're going to do going forward so I think our relationship started in that sense that we were just both talking it through with each other both hearing each other's ideas and then planning together what we're going to achieve going forward and I think yeah from that it's been it's been fantastic. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, I think over that 10 years, we've pushed us out. Both of us have pushed each other along. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I think that, that in those early days, you know, I had a little bit more, you know, I was a bit older. I had a bit more credibility. I'd been sort of working in the building industry for a while, a few more contacts. Um, and you definitely leveraged that yeah. and, and jumped off that. But then subsequently over the years, You know, all of the stuff we do on the training, the podcast, all like this, I'd have never done any of these things. It wasn't really anything that I'd have ever pushed myself to do. Public speaking, um, you know, and, you know, the mentoring side of what we do, I'd have never gone down that route. And, and, you know, overdoing it for a lot of years now, that's where I get a lot of the satisfaction from. So, you know, you push each other in other, you know, I think we, as humans, we naturally default to what we feel comfortable in and to push yourself outside of that comfort zone in a new challenge and do it consistently is very difficult to do so that's what a partnership can do isn't it you know it can it can give you the inspiration but it also can give you the confidence and the support to move forward in areas which you know you probably wouldn't do but you know it doesn't mean it's not the right thing for you to do so you know over the years we've got a lot of a lot of satisfaction of helping people and you know and moving and helping people on their journey which yeah again you know i certainly wouldn't have done on my own so um but i think that in in developments joint ventures people sort of sometimes see it as the easy way out don't they you know an, an offer for a plot of land or something like that i'll just join venture with the the, 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 yeah. the landowner and they don't really give it enough credit as to what that actually means what that relationship means um going forward so yeah we're going to
0: talk about that i think are not we yeah absolutely and we'll, we'll start there i guess so joint venturing the landowner is a very difficult decision i think in the, in the actual deal itself, it can be done, which if the landowner is happy to basically gift their land to your SPV, um, you don't have to find the money to buy that site if they own it outright. All you'll have to do then is bring the development finance to do the deal. But that sounds fantastic, but you're joint venturing with someone, you are kind of legally binding to that person as well. So it's a bit like a marriage where at the beginning it might seem all rosy, all good, but you don't know this person before. And you're about to go into a business relationship with this person, so yeah, it's it's a tricky one to to start with. Like, it it, it could be good, but also there could be some errors along the way, and it could be a bit of a um, a bad joint venture. So yeah, we we wouldn't recommend jumping straight into well, let's say straight into bed with them. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy. <laughs> you got a date before you mate. Yeah. <laughs> so. but I think. Um, I think on that it's like, you know it's
1: valentine's day and it? it's quite often the offer that people put out you know on an offer pack you know they they put all their cards on one table like yep. oh you know i can pay you more you know if we do this together and all that kind of stuff well that's like you know sending a valentine's day card out to somebody and proposing on their first date isn't it you know like it's jumping straight in with two feet first Obviously, you know, as you just said there, when we start something, a, a new relationship, everybody's all happy and trying to please each other, aren't they? But as the pressures of life get thrown at it, that's when things sort of start to, if you haven't got the same true values, things start to sort of crumble a little bit. And it's the same with a with a with um, an offer for a plot of land, isn't it? You know, you hear that you can get more profit at the back end and this and that, and it's going to solve all your problems. You know, the landowner is probably going to be interested in that but actually if, if you, you know a development takes a long time even sort of a few houses can it will take you a year to on the on the on the site building but then you've got to mobilize that site you've got to sell the site at the back end you know there, there's going to be challenges throughout it which can test that kind of that relationship and the strength of it so you know that things can start crumbling in that and and you know it, it's not always the best solution is
0: it no i think the other thing we've joint venture with a landowner as well is what value is the landowner actually giving apart from the site so yeah what's their skill sets and what what they're going to do to actually help you within that development as well you're probably better off finding an investor that is more invested in the deal itself to fund the the land purchase and then do a joint venture with those guys because actually after that site the investor is probably going to do the next one where the landowner is probably just going to take their money and run so actually building a relationship a long-lasting relationship um yeah we well, we've never joined venture the landowner and there's probably reasons for that so i would probably recommend not doing that um but you've got to be open to yeah the possibilities as well if you know the person like if you know the person selling the site and you've known him for a while then yeah something probably to think about but um i think if you're going into it brand new yeah i wouldn't recommend it's it. a tool in your toolkit isn't it you know but it's not going to be right in every
1: situation and if it is right or you think it may be right you know what would caution you to do is to you know, they always say seven touch points to build trust, rapport, and, you know, understand each other. So don't just put it in an offer pack and send it to an agent as an option without even meeting everyone, you know, use it to say, well, we need to all get together to see if we're aligned. And, you know, we've got a few creative options, if it suits everyone in the deal. And, you know, and at that point, you'd probably want to meet a few times and test it with a few things that can go wrong to see how people would react with that. Um, but yeah, just just be a bit cautious, just offering it as a, you know, a solution on day one. You know, it's almost better to hold that sort of stuff back until you've had those first few meetings, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so put your, put your offer forward without all of that. You know, sometimes people, we see it all the time, don't we? They, they stack it with, well, here's my original offer, but if you want to do it this way, then we'll do that. And if you want to do it this way, we'll do that. And they just confuse everybody. And confused people don't say yes anyway, so you probably won't even get another conversation. No. But if you do your initial offer, present it in a really palatable way that people can simply understand. Even if it doesn't suit their criteria, i.e., it's not enough money or you know it doesn't solve their issues, it can get the conversation started. And then over a few coffee meetings, you can then get more creative as you build rapport, and then you're more comfortable that they'll do those creative solutions. And they're more, they're more likely to do them anyway because they feel more comfortable in you. So yeah, you've got to cycle those kind of things, haven't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's look at what to look for in a joint venture deal then. So if you're looking to go into a development with someone, um, I strongly recommend looking for someone with the opposite skill sets to you. So what I mean by that is, um, for example, me and Andy, like, I don't know the building trade like that's not my forte it's not what I enjoy it's not what I know um whereas Andy knows and understands that so from a development point of view he can sort of look and oversee that um and then from my point of view it's finding the deals probably talking to investors and looking at the exit strategies um and as you say fluffing the cushions as well um my little fluffer aren't you uh yeah no (laughs) (laughs)
1: so yeah if um you're both got the same skill sets then you're actually going to both do the bits that you're comfortable with in the development and you're going to have differences of opinion because you're trying to battle in the same area and then there's a whole area that's not getting looked at because it's not the skill set of either of you. So, you know, like, you know, if we were both... You know, old Lord Llewellyn Bowen over here, you know, if um, we were both into our interior design, we'd be we'd be like arguing about the paint colours and things like that. But no one would actually be worried about how are the damn things getting built before we get to that point. All right, it's a silly example, but, you know, like you need to displace that. So as you said earlier, you know, you know, I'll probably more traditionally look over after the build side of it. You'll look after the finding it. And, you know, we'll both perhaps, you know, chase along the funding and getting investors and then you know when it gets built that's kind of for you to take over and then i'll perhaps be looking at the next one so you know as a simple example you know you, you've got to complement each other's skill
0: sets yeah and one thing we do on our training courses, we get people to think about what they're good at and what they're not good at what they've got and what they've not got um and obviously the bits that you put you you need or you're not good at that's the kind of person you need to try and find so if you're yeah, if you're not good at something you don't enjoy doing something, don't try and do it. So try and find someone else that can do that part. So um yeah, a good joint venture if you're going to do that is to join venture with someone that has the opposite skill sets that you've got. But also a very important thing is having the same vision and goals. So it's it's great having someone that's got different skill sets, but if they've got a completely different goal to what you want to achieve, then that's not a good joint venture either. So for example, if, if me and Andy went to a deal and I wanted to keep the site, but Andy wanted to sell the site, it's a different vision and goal at the end. And the spec will be different going through. So you're just going to have a constant battle throughout that development. So you've got to be in sync um, throughout the whole site. Yeah, definitely. I think just on that bit you just said about, you know, we get people
1: to look at what they're good at and what they don't enjoy or what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy. I think that... People are when you're starting something new and you may be new to developments here, um, maybe upscaling from smaller stuff, HMOs and service accommodation, all that kind of thing, single by selects maybe. But actually people are, a lot of people who come through our training come from other walks of life. We get for instance, we get a lot of sort of IT project managers and, you know, that kind of thing, technicians, and they've got really tr- good transferable skills. They're really organized, they're used to sort of building projects and implementing those projects with team members it's exactly the same as doing a development you know is the product's different and you know the, to get to the end result is different but actually all the skill sets are really transferable and the same but they perhaps can't see that until it's sort of highlighted in front of them and then they can take that through to their new venture and look for complementary people to work with
0: yeah 100% what do we say we said oh, we'll come back to that at the beginning of the uh the podcast for I can't remember what said so we'll, we'll come back to which is handy but, um <laughs> yeah one of the questions we get asked on the training is um have we ever argued and yeah we always tell people no well we haven't argued in the in the 10 years that we've been going hold on yes we have and we haven't yes we are have. we haven't yes we
1: have <laughs> uh, see what we did there <laughs>
0: um but yeah we, we never really <coughs> had a heated argument in that sense like we've had disagreements but it's never got to a heated argument because we talk it through first like Andy didn't agree with something I said said, I I get what you're saying but this is probably my point of view and we both sort of think about that and come to a conclusion together whereas yeah you if you get people that are just hot-headed and they just their opinions their opinion that can also be a a detrimental joint venture as well so you've got to be understanding of the other person
1: yeah I think that developments isn't a perfect like, and it's not a perfect process. There's going to be things that are challenging. There's going to be things that don't meet your expectation. And if you're always sort of like on at your joint venture partner or the team or, you know, whatever, then you're not going to actually get to the end of it. And it's not going to be a, a comfortable process. So we're looking at being developers for life. We're looking at, you know, um, setting a team around us of people who we can, you know, repeat the same thing with. So, you know, you have to be understanding you have to duck and roll with the punches sometimes you know there's things that, that are going to happen every day that you don't have control of market conditions and all those kind of things and um yeah you have to yeah you have to be understanding of, of everyone's point of view i think and um we definitely try and do that it's not always perfect obviously um but um but yeah we're trying to build a team and and, and be progressive all moving forward together And and it's for everyone's like we we obviously like a lot of personal development. So it's everybody's personal development. All the team members are trying to do better in their own lives. And we're trying to you know, be inspired by them and help inspire them to do better as well. So yeah, Yeah. it's much bigger than just doing a development, isn't
0: it? Yeah, 100%. So to recap the joint ventures, um, strongly recommend finding someone with the opposite skill sets as you, be on the same vision as them, and they're the same goal as them. Um, work things out together. So don't just say one point and expect the other person to follow what you're saying. Um, talk things through. Developments is not uh, is not easy. So don't make it more challenging for yourself by arguing with your joint venture partner. So happy Valentine's Day. Hope you find your Valentine. And good luck in your developments. Are we going out for
1: that little meal we said about now? Yeah, shall we? Yeah, little steak.